Hello, and welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by Green Industry Pros, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. Due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and continued regulatory uncertainty, the 2020 GIE Expo has been canceled. OPEI and its partners had been monitoring the situation closely and working with state and local authorities to put on the safest show possible this October. However, the unpredictable nature of the pandemic prohibited this year's show from taking place. In this episode of the Grassroots Podcast, Green Industry Pros Editor Ryan Wisner talks with OPEI President Chris Kaiser about the final decision to cancel this year's show and the hopes for 2021. Let's drop in on them now. Unfortunately, as things stand now, uh, uh, this year's show is postponed to uh, 2021. That is correct. So, um, and that was uh, a decision by the board yesterday then? Is, is that how that played out? It was, but now we had been in significant contact and negotiations with our partners in NALP and PGMS, a uh, long running conversation about uh, their folks as well, with their uh, attendees' feelings, their comforture with travel. It all, all began to deteriorate about three weeks ago, right, with the runaway virus in uh, Texas, Florida, and Arizona in particular spiking right for the revisit and so there became um they were challenged i know some of stephanie's people were going to have to if they came to the show would have to quarantine afterwards right on uh, their own dime and so it, be, sure. it started to look challenging um and so yes our board did vote on it formally um yesterday and then sure. uh, we talked to the uh, each of those right our partners their pab the policy advisory board they have reps so there's a, you know, it's just the structure of the show and it was yeah. agreed upon. Sure. Okay. All right. And so, like you said, I mean, this all comes down to just the, the safety uh, in, re- in relation to uh, COVID-19 and just, and the feelings of pe- uh, potential attendees. Absolutely. I mean, that's always been the paramount consideration, uh, the fundamental consideration of the entirety of the show, right? So that was always, could we do it safely? Could we utilize and incorporate the protocols that have been devised um, safely? Uh, And again, as you've seen, uh, some of that became challenging. The other was we did get a note from the governor, a response or an answer to our request to the governor. Remember, they have to approve the show. Uh, Although they technically approved the show, they rolled back a lot of the guidance. And so meeting spaces, meeting attendance, numbers, masks, all became more aggressive. The restaurants went from 50 to 25. Everything went backwards. So instead of having a, a meeting of 50 persons, we could only have a meeting of 10 persons. So it became untenable. Plus, the governor reserved the right to cancel at any time um, based on the circumstance. Well, look, for some of our companies who are investing a half a million, three quarters of a million dollars to exhibit at that show, um, that becomes untenable to have that kind of focus investment um, and then just, you know, days out potentially cancel. So again, it became untenable, but you've, you've hit it on the head. The driving factor was in safety. You know, could we guarantee safety? And that there's just too much uncertainty at this time. Sure. Like you said, three weeks ago is when it kind of went off the rails with Texas and Florida, um, uh, with the, as the number of cases increased and, uh, it, it became, uh, potentially more of a problem 
were you at that time around that time starting to hear more from potential attendees going well hey are you holding the show or what's you know let alone talking to your partners absolutely we were starting to get lots and lots of questions um as well from exhibitors and our partners um what's the situation what's the plan um and we were keeping it as fluid and flexible as possible but with the show of this size um and again remember there were some positive uh, precursors out there. Remember, we're a global show. We get people from a lot of countries, it's all 50 states, and Western Europe and most of Asia, and uh, they got the virus under control, right? And they're reopening in a, a manageable way. So we were, we were, we felt good about that, but we obviously went the other way. Um, but yes, we were getting a lots and lots, although the, our numbers were pretty good. Uh, the exhibitor numbers were good. Our attendee registrations actually were running ahead of last year, which was our largest show ever. So the fundamentals were really good. Um, outdoor space was gone. We had, uh, so the fundamentals were good. And we've been talking to people, uh, certainly a lot of people in the last 24 hours. Um, there's a strong desire now for 21. And most of those folks are rolling those monies over. So we're encouraging people to do that. So if you're if you if you've registered or you're an exhibitor, just roll those monies forward, and if you do that, we'll leave your rates flat, right? Um, so there's a little benefit to it, um, but there seems to be a, a robust interest in getting back together. Look, as I often just call it a, a family reunion, it would have been our you know 38, 39th year. Um, people look forward to that. I'm going to miss it. I mean, it's not. It's a great trade show, and obviously, you know, it's good business, but it's also a lot of fun to see our friends yeah. and family. So I'm going to miss it, um, but I think there's a lot of energy already for 21. In talking with your partners, uh, you know, obviously, you've made this decision to postpone it to 21. Um, I know the last time we talked, we did uh, discuss the possibility that if this were to happen, you may look at some virtual aspect, but it's based on uh, what's been released, it sounds like. That's not the way you're going to go at this point. Well, we're going to, you know, NALP is going to do their landscapes. Um, there's going to be some education components that'll be virtual uh, right. that they're going to do. I think PGMS is going to try to do some education or programming. Uh, we're okay. looking at it now. Um, some folks have asked us about the virtual possibilities. Could a manufacturer show or have a portal? Uh, we could aggregate that. Remember, the challenge for us is we've got a thousand exhibitors uh, trying to create a platform or software that allows all of them to congregate in one space, divide mm -hmm. that up so people can come in. We don't want to compete against the hours of our, you know, our partners. Um, currently, we don't have that technology. Um, our, our management company does not have that technology. We'd have to utilize a third-party vendor uh, during the this pandemic, uh, and we're a couple months out. Uh, it's, I'm just saying it's very challenging. We're looking at it hard. What can we offer something? Is it an indexing of companies and what they have? And so we're looking at everything we might do. Um, right now as well, I mean, I think our big focus will be on making the 21 the best show ever. Okay. Well, and, and to that end, uh, there were some improvements done just this summer at, uh, at the Expo Center and, and, you know, even in the outdoor space. And now those for sure will be, and not that they wouldn't have been completed for this show, but now it's there'll really be a chance to refine some of that. Brian, that's a very good point. Um, obviously, you know, with the outdoor, <laughs> the outdoor show, we have we utilize the outdoor space, and that has become far more important. It was going to be dramatically more important this year. 
Um, yes, the Kentucky Exposition Center is spending about $8 million bucks on outdoor improvements. Literally look at a video this morning. Now, we have cameras mounted. There's a feed. You can see it at GI Plus Expo on the website. Um, what, we, what they're doing to the outdoor area, so they're dramatic, dramatic improvements in the outdoor demonstration area where they've leveled it, put in drainage and irrigation, and, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Put in ro paved roadways through it, okay. no more uh, dirty, wet paths. Um, <laughs> so we're very excited about that. They've made some gate one. It's one of the reasons we have free parking, right? The, it, the challenges with coming through the gate one, uh, the big gate, uh, ingress, egress has always been a, a challenge for us. They knocked that down, put in a new setup, pushed it back, widened it. So ingress, ingress is approved. And they made it more walkable, certainly to those local hotels. They're improving the pedestrian walkways across Phillips Lane and to the hotels. They, sure. Remember, they knocked down that stadium out back, um, and they paved it. And so there's now really a lot more space. Now, whether we use it for demonstrations, for exhibits, for parking, it just frees up a lot more space. So it's certainly become the utility of the outdoor area looks much, much better. We're very excited. Like you said, they're in the middle of that right now. When I look at videos, I see a lot of dirt. Uh, and so, although they assured us it would have been done, uh, they usually couch that well, weather dependent. <laughs> uh, you know. Right. And so, th at least this way, we know it'll all be done by uh, our show in 21. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, what about some of the other things that would have, been, you know, at least uh, for for this year, kind of were in place? Were, will some of those things shift to the twenty one show then? Yes. Um, so the the programmatic elements, you know, the drone zone, General Stavridis, the outdoor track, and again, that we were getting concerned about the, you know, we've got a person developing that outdoor track for our UTVs, um, right. which was a way late a little bit because of all the work they're doing on the excavations, and so. Um, that will be in place. Uh, some of the programmatic elements that our partners are doing, they're pulling forward. Some of the specific education, the tech stuff, some of the robotic stuff, we know that's pulling forward. Um, so yeah, a lot of that will simply carry forward, but obviously we'll be updated. Now, we need to learn from this COVID business, right? The nice thing about our industry, we were deemed essential. It's ex extraordinary the recognition now that our outdoor green spaces, our lawns and landscapes, the criticality of our lawns and landscapes to human health and stress and anxiety reduction, how important it is, right? It's our safe space, you know, turf mud, this is a classroom. Your outdoor space is a classroom. Nature starts at your back door. Scholastic and the United States Green Building Council, the Global Learning Lab, their stay-at-home programs which utilize turf mud oftentimes listed as number one in usage for all these stay-at-home folks. So extraordinary exposure, extraordinary recognition of the value of our lawns and landscapes. And business has been pretty good. Uh, a lot of these folks are staying at home. A lot of folks are back doing their own work. On the consumer side of the equation, I've seen the numbers. Uh, our guys are having a pretty good year. Landscapers are busy. So although this is a horrible, challenging time for many, there is certainly a recognition of the importance of the work we do and our members do and our business partners do. Uh, and we want to learn from this experience. Obviously, some people will benefit, some won't. And so certainly this, that kind of education and programming will be done in 21 to revisit how this happened, who benefited, who survived, what can we learn from this? Because it might, God forbid, it could happen again. Sure. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you touched on the, uh, the turf mutt uh, portion of this and just uh, what people can focus on since there are still people, some people that are still working from home and, and on, the, on the consumer side of things. And, but the landscapers are out there and they are busy. So what's, what's some of the message they can take to their, to their customers in terms of their, that outdoor space you know, and the you know, importance? Yes. The nice thing about nature and that uh, our outdoor spaces, they're our own, right? And you can tailor them to your needs. That's the great thing about it on our landscape. Do you want a soccer field? Do you want a campground? Do you want a dog park? You can create it, right? Um, do you want privacy? Do you want this? Do you want that? And so that's what people, we want them to understand. It's not a one size fits all. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You can have terrific curb appeal and still be, you know, assisting nature. And that's what kids are learning at home. Pollinators for, through turf mutt pollinator support and the dissipation of the heat island effect and runoff capture and all those important things you literally can learn in the front yard uh, alongside your dog because oftentimes that dog pulls you outside um, as we've all learned you know stuck at home uh, getting outside is important uh, and if you'll just leave your devices aside and go out I go out in the morning um, I'm old school newspaper coffee and just <laughs> listen uh, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm not a young person. Uh, and so it's amazing the adaptability of nature to, you know, a man-made environment. Um, so, yes, it, although this is a terrible situation, you know, I don't want to downplay that at all. But we really have had a recognition of the value of the work we do, the importance of the work we do, the value of the equipment my manufacturers produce, and how that can improve the areas in which we live and thrive. Um, again, turf, our media months, OPI has had its largest media months in the history of the organization um, because people are looking at us and turning to us. Um, again, Turf Mutt has literally flown off the shelves in its stay-at-home programming elements, and you can find those at turfmutt.com. So lots to learn, lots to share with one another, and uh, the best place to do that is at 2021 Expo. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, a, that's, that's great. Speaking of your manufacturing partners, so the exhibitors and such that would be that would be at the show, um, what are what have you heard in general from them as far as how how they're uh, getting on uh, during this pandemic? You know, relatively well. Now, again, most of them, very few of the factories closed, if you will, right? So they right. went into uh, remote work, uh, like most of us did. The factories, several of them, were modified to enhance safety operations and distancing and safety, et cetera. Most of them implemented, implemented that. Now, obviously those varied from state to state, right? We're all around the country. Um, but m most of them, they stayed open. They produced product because product was flying off the shelves. There was a window there where you couldn't get a walk behind at big box. Um, okay. So they've had a pretty good year. Uh, some softness on the commercial side of the bigger, the bigger units, disease. Um, but now you're starting to see some rebound. What we know, I think what a lot of folks have been doing is um, hoarding cash or holding on to their cash, uncertain of the situation out of all halls. Um, but the landscapers are busy now. They're coming back into the commercial market. So we're starting to see those numbers tick back up. Um, but though, thus far, our guys are making, making product. The product is moving off the shelves. We're having a pretty good year. Uh, so, so far, so good. Okay. Well, that's good to hear because I, I, I wasn't totally, I, I was aware that certainly the factories were open. It was, uh, I wasn't exactly sure as far as how much product was, was going off the shelves. It's interesting to hear that the walk behinds 
uh, were going so fast, but then it makes sense when you think about, well, how much of that was more consumer-based as far as everybody's home, so they're taking care of their own lawn. <laughs> That's exactly right. I think for some companies, this, they'll have their biggest chainsaw year ever. <laughs> ever. No, I mean that. Um, because you said it, everyone is at home, and there's also a lot of anecdotal evidence and a lot of people talking about it. Certainly the case in my neighborhood, the yards are beautiful. All these people are at home, right? And they're working. I, I do it in my yard. I do my own yard. Um, but they're, they really are good looking. I mean, they've really spent a lot of time and effort, and I think there's a recognition of that. One of my CEOs told me, he was on my executive committee, said he, their company, which went one of our biggest, they think that change in attitude is here to stay. Remember, that was an old attitude. A lot of pride, a lot of, you know, and how your yard looked and taking care of it. And it was, yeah. that seemed to fade somewhat. Um, and it's back. And we hope it's here to stay. Um, again, certainly in my neighborhood, they've never looked better. I, w I would have to agree. I mean, uh, personally, yeah, I, I too have been spending a lot more time taking care of the yard and, and it's, my lawn hasn't looked this good in a few years now. So it's right. And the walkers, we, I've got a bunch of walkers, right? So every people who've never, ever walked, right? So it's walker get divorced, I think. So they get out, uh, get some fresh air. And so I've gotten, we've all, I live in a cul-de-sac. And so we have, uh, I'm, I'm at the back of it. A lot, a lot of walkers. And so, talking about that right so we've all gotten to know our neighbors a little better we've all gotten to know our dogs a little better all our dogs know one another now um and so you've gotten a sense literally it feels a little bit again i'm not a super, i'm not a young person it feels like a lot the way it used to be mm -hmm. um suddenly folks were at home they had some time they got outside in their yard they got to engage with their neighbors uh and i think on that it's a plus plus yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Absolutely, that's uh, and and just unfortunately, then there's the the unfortunate where we you have to cancel the sh cancel the show amidst that plus on the other side. So there's that's there's, right. there's pluses and minuses. So you got to help us make sure twenty one is twice the size. Uh, we got to make a we got to make back a couple bucks. Sounds good. Absolutely. No, we can, uh, we can certainly continue having this conversation and, and make sure and, uh, and uh, highlight what's coming up in 2021. So, right. Cause a, a, as, uh, as you've said, uh, I, I think for, for years now, uh, it'll, it'll still be a big show and they'll need their comfortable shoes. So. <laughs> well, we know it'll physically be bigger. I mean, we're now, they've created additional space for us and we'll use freedom hall and they're, look, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to tell you all the secrets, but there are already a couple of uh, things we're going to do and envision. I think we're going to end up adding the West Wing, uh, which is another, you know, that, that's a lot more footprint. Uh, another aspect of the show that we'll announce at some point later. But um, next year's show will be unique. There'll be brand new things, new product offerings. Uh, and we're excited already about it. The clock, the show clock that we keep it on the website of JFS Expo has already switched over to the 21 dates. Well, that's it for today. Thanks to Chris Kaiser for taking the time to talk with us today. We look forward to seeing him and, and, and all of you out at GIE Expo in 2021. And remember to tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by Green Industry Pros. And make sure to subscribe and share. Mm -hmm.